Mike and Florio looks like a broke-ass Bob Costas. Mike Florio looks like a character in a mod movie that gets killed first. <laughs> <laughs> Sports are bad, and I'm Patrick on the internet, and I am Jake Whipple, and today we are going to start with the NFL. Ooh, and not like a good part of the NFL. No, that, if yeah. there are good parts of the NFL, <laughs> the, I don't know. One of the, I haven't checked. One of the many, um, many bad things <laughs> about the NFL. So, on uh, over the weekend, I want to say like maybe it was Friday. I don't remember exactly when this happened, but TMZ basically dropped security video of Kareem Hunt from an altercation he had in a hotel in Cleveland back in February. Um, Hunt had been investigated about uh, been under investigation by the NFL and the Chiefs about this incident. The Cleveland police had looked into it. Nothing had come of it. Um, no one did anything. No one said like there didn't seem like there was anything to it at the time. And then this video came out. And uh, the video itself um, very explicitly shows Kareem Hunt pushing this woman. At one point pushing her so hard it looks like she yeah. hits her head on a wall She to does me. hit her head on a wall. It's yeah. pretty fucked up. It is. And um, the very end of it is him coming up to her while someone I assume... I think it's supposed to be his girlfriend at that point. I don't know. Some other woman is trying to hold him back which yeah. seems like it's probably not going to work out. Um, and he kicks at her. I can't tell. Like, he definitely strikes her. Yeah. It's not... I don't know. It's not a full-on, like, kicks her yeah. in the upper body it's while she's still on the ground. clearly assaulting a woman, yeah, like, yes. he's definitely, he's definitely assaulting somebody. Um, it sounds like he didn't know who she was. Um, there's body cam footage from the police officers who responded to the scene that were also released by TMZ. Um... They were all drunk, almost certainly. It sounds yeah. like um, Hunt's friends um, brought this group of women into the hotel room in order to party with them. Um, and according to Hunt's friend, when they found out these women were not 21, they asked them to leave, and that's when the altercation kind of kicked off. Um, no, it's just like another chapter in the incident of NFL players who were involved in like extremely violent incidents off the field, and in particular, violent incidents that involved them assaulting women. Yeah, he, he, you, there's just no excuse. No. Like he can't, he can't do that. No, like, you don't like. Yeah, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's a horrible, horrible, horrible situation. Um, so the NFL didn't seem like they wanted to really have anything to do with this. I mean, this happened in February. Yeah, this was a while ago. Um, and they knew it happened. Yeah, no, everybody knew that there was a assault in the hotel. Um, yeah, I know this this person has filed a report, although no charges were ever filed, as far as I know. Um, but I don't know. It's just it's just deeply fucked up to me because this is not the first time. Like this is far from the first time that things like this come up in the NFL. Like I can like there's a so. This, I came up with a list earlier today of just, like, off the top of my head of people I can think of who were involved in assaults and domestic violence cases. It's Ray Rice, Reuben Foster, Greg Hardy, Jameis Winston, Adrian Peterson, Brandon Browner, um, and there are more that I can't remember mm. right now. And there's it's, it seems like this comes up all the time yes. in the NFL. Um, it is. It is. It is often. Yeah. We're almost desensitized to it at this yeah, point. It's like, like, well, yeah, the, the general public, anyway, is, is desensitized to this, where every time it comes up, it's less of a deal, mm -hmm. which is 
fucking insane <laughs> that 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 this happens and then people are just like oh well okay and then they forget about it and move on yeah. to the next news and cycle. i think a big part of it is like now hunt hunt has been uh since cut from kansas city he's on um the commissioner's exempt list um and uh which doesn't actually mean shit we'll get into what that means in a little bit but right. um He's been cut, and uh, he hasn't been re- he hasn't been picked up off waivers, and no one has offered him a contract. Which I imagine to a lot of people is just like, they see that as that's his punishment. Like yeah. that's it. It doesn't matter what else because right. now he's been like now he's off of a football when he, team. Yeah, when he should be when he should be like being taken a trial. Yeah, somebody should, somebody should be <laughs> yeah. doing something about this. Like, like him losing his job yeah. should not be the punishment. Yeah, but in the world of like ESPN NFL Network. That is enough, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking weird, but that's the way that, that that it's perceived in those worlds. And it's so weird the way that the NFL kind of just lives in its own bubble, where right. nothing really matters. They like believe... whenever they do, whenever their players or like organizations do deeply disturbing shit, it's just kind of just like, oh well, you know, one other day in the NFL, and let's move on to this. <laughs> God, it's Brett Favre the Goater, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. It's like, oh my God, what are you doing? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Like it's just it's bonkers. Yep, we have Bruce Miller. He goes on a he just goes on a violent spree in San Francisco, and that just kind of gets thrown away in the cycle. Just all kinds of stuff, and like no one wants to address this culture that the NFL has, which is violence is the norm it is it is like it's a violent sport like no one is yeah. kidding themselves that the like, well actually i'm not i take that back i think there are people who are kidding themselves that the nfl is not violent i don't think mm-hmm. ra- reasonable people do that but i think there are people who say like who do not feel that this yeah. actually equates like what this sport actually equates with violence it very much does if if so if you're disagreeing with me you're wrong shut the fuck up um <laughs> i mean if you listen to the tapes from uh what's his name the the saints former saints dc uh what was it called the scandal this oh, um, yeah, yeah yeah bounty gate bounty gate if you listen yeah, to the right, bounty gate guy? if you listen to the bounty gate tapes the way that coaches talk to players the way that they're motivated is through violence like they are told to be violent they're they basically treat it as almost it's like a combat war situation no it's like it's which like, the I nfl is a is, is a very brutal sport but the fact that that brutality is encouraged I mean, it's hard not to expect that to be carried over into everyday life. It like yeah, if I that think is that's your day to day. Then yeah. how can you not think of that? Think of that violence that's being that's that you're being told to commit all the time. And I'm not making excuses. Kareem Hunt fucked up. That is not okay. Nothing. None, none well, of what he allowed, did is okay. You should okay. not behave that way. But, but he also exists in a culture that strongly mm-hmm. encourages that style of behavior. Yeah. That like when you're like if you feel challenged, mm-hmm. you're expected to punch. Like you're expected yeah. to hit back. You're not expected to like rise above it or like yeah. find a way around this or like become something better mm-hmm. or do any. Like you're actually expected to hit back. Yeah. Um. That's that's the sort of the code. Um. And I worked for a football team in college. I watched. I've watched Oklahoma drills, which anyone who's probably played organized football or knows much about um, how like football practices and how they work knows what these are. They're I actually don't know what I know. An Oklahoma drill. So drill. Please so, tell yeah, me. No, like, well, I was good because I was leading into that. Yeah, an <laughs> Oklahoma drill. You line up um, players who are expected, like that positionally would expect it to be go head to go head to head. So like 
each line, um, like the offensive lineman versus the defensive lineman, a lot of times running backs and linebackers, receivers and safeties and cornerbacks and all these things. And what they are are their um, they're the foot like imagine like a football tackle and then think about it in context of arm wrestling. Yeah. Like completely isolated from the rest of the action on the field and it's just every player on the field smashing into each other as hard as possible until they find the best from each side and see who oh, wins yes. that matchup. It's like actually it's hitting as practice. Okay, I've um, seen it. I've seen it but I never yeah. knew what it was called. Yeah, it's called All an right. Oklahoma drill. Okay. Um, it's it's incredibly violent. Yeah, um I worked so I worked for the athletic training staff in college, which meant we dealt with injuries. And after we did Oklahoma drills, we had new injuries. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that sounds like a good way to get a concussion. Yeah, no, pretty much. Um, I've seen. I saw twenty-year-old uh, kids who had to quit playing football because of their concussion history, um, who were actively told to step away from the game. Now, I did not go to a play a school that made money on um, football. Like it was a Division three school. There were no scholarships involved. Anyone who was playing was playing for their own benefit, which meant that if we're there, we have to be looking out for them as well. Um, so I don't think that shit happens at a Division One level. Like, I don't think anyone's trying to protect anybody. They're trying to protect the money that these institutions make, which is yeah. a lot. It's a lot of fucking money. If we look at this culture of violence in the NFL, and we, we look at this basically... A society, and you insert that in a society that hates women. Yeah. Like, if you think about those two things combined, like, it, 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 it's, it's just shitty. It's incredibly <laughs> like shitty. Like, we, li- we live in a culture that, we live in a culture that, or the NFL is a culture that glorifies violence, and we live in a culture that hates women. Right. And I don't, it, and it's, it's, it's crazy that this happens. It's, it's fucking awful. And I don't even know what to say or do about it. Like, I'm no. just like, other than call it out or, I, cause, what do? How do we change the NFL? I don't know. Like all we can do, it seems like all <laughs> we really can do wild. is sit here and like shake, like shake a window, and be like, "This is bullshit." Yeah. Like, but no one's listening. Like, no, it doesn't seem like anyone's really listening. Um, and I want like so there was a really, what I thought was a really important article, um, that was published by Diana Moskovitz on Deadspin, who I think is actually one of the best sports reporters working right now, and you should definitely mm-hmm. read her shit. She was one of the leading people who broke the uh, USA Gymnastics Larry Nasser scandal at Michigan, like, with Michigan State. She's her work is excellent, and you will learn a lot from it, and I highly recommend it. Um, but um, she wrote, uh, she published a piece today that pointed out that what Kareem Hunt was did was not domestic violence. Um, this what Kareem Hunt did was assault, and there's yeah. a really important difference there because Hunt attacked someone he didn't know. And but the problem the NFL has with people attacking um, intimate partners is much, much more significant. Um, and they've let that go much more frequently. I think. Yeah. Like the only person who didn't get off cleanly is Ray Rice, and Ray Rice is the closest analog to the Kareem Hunt situation. Um, yeah. You remember Ray Rice? Yeah. Yeah. Video saw the video 2014. Yep. Yeah, I've actually never watched the Ray Rice video. But was it a three three game suspension? Two games. Two, it was games, two games. Yeah. Fucking NFL. Ray Rice was suspended for two games in 2014 um, by the NFL after um, he was acute, uh, charged with domestic assault um, against his then fiance, now wife. They are actually married now, um, and. Uh, 
he punched what he he punched her in the head in a ho- in an elevator and knocked her out. Yeah. Um, he was suspended for two games. Shortly after which, TMZ released the video of him punching her and dragging her uh, unconscious body mm-hmm. out of the elevator. And um, from there, the NFL attempted to completely reorganize the way it dealt with these sorts of accusations, which leads us to now. Yeah. Um, it does not seem like it worked. No. Me. I mean, Reuben Foster got released mm-hmm. uh, recently and then got picked up. By, by the Washington. Washington Football Club. By, by, by DC. Yeah. By the worst possible fucking organization on the face of the planet. Um, short aside, if um, you took the Washington Football Club's team name and replaced their logo with the Indians logo, do you think they'd have changed anything? No. No, God no. <laughs> They'd probably actually it'd probably be even worse than they're it holding is. on to the it, they're holding on to their brand so hard that it's it's so uh, it's more disturbing how 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 much they're holding on to it and how their fans hold on to it. It's just like it's objectively racist. It's God, it is how, a slur. The, fact, the <laughs> thing about the fucking NFL is like we're like we're we got upset about one thing. Like we're upset about something that's not even related to yeah. Washington football's Washington football at all. And now like we're on this, and it's just a, I'm already like furious mm. about that, and I'm not even done being mad about fucking like how this league deals with fucking situations like Kareem Hunt and Ray Rice. So, Kareem Hunt and Reuben Foster are both currently on the commissioner's exempt list, which is this thing that was created in the wake of the Ray Rice incident where the league office, the actual official NFL office, could take players and put them on the exempt list, which means, they st- one, they still get paid. There's basically mm-hmm. paid suspension. They no longer count against a... Uh, they no longer count against a 53-man roster. They no longer, like... You can so you can replace them without having to cut somebody else. Like yeah, and the fuck like this is their solution. Then was like we're gonna thoroughly investigate. They didn't fucking investigate at all. Like no. actually, the Chiefs started investigating this incident prior to the NFL. Um, they the Chiefs went to the Cleveland police and said we heard video of this incident exists. We would like to see it. The P- Cleveland police actually claimed they never tried to get it. Like they. According to them, they never actually tried to obtain this evidence in the slightest, and so they didn't have it to give to anyone, and the hotel said that they could only release the video to the police. Yeah. Um, clearly, someone found it somewhere, yeah. but how it like how TMZ got it as opposed to the Chiefs or the NFL is probably... I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, regardless, the NFL started their own investigation, and... Mm-hmm. I just did air quotes because that's our thing now is me yeah, doing air quotes do air on a quotes podcast um, because we're in a highly visual medium. Um, started their own investigation where they told the Chiefs not to look for that video anymore. They essentially shut down Kansas City's own investigation in order to pursue their to pursue theirs in which they never spoke to Kareem Hunt, the woman he assaulted, or anyone else who was actually fucking yeah. there. They didn't even let the Kansas City Chiefs do their own work here. They didn't even allow them to even attempt to do the right thing. We don't know what their investigation would have been like. Maybe not as, maybe not, maybe not uh, a thorough investigation, but the NFL definitely just wanted theirs in there, which eh, I'm going to go ahead and say fake investigation. Yeah, fake investigation, I'm going to say. The best way to put that. Real news, 
fake investigation. Yeah, fake investigation. Yeah. They're like, like this is they do this shit all the fucking time. Like they did the same, like the same thing happened with Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy beat the ever loving shit out of his ex girlfriend. Um, there are photos online, like, you can look them up, like, Greg Hardy assault photos, they are real disturbing, they're very unpleasant to look at, um, Greg Hardy, while those photos were being published, was a star defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys, who was being touted by Jerry Jones as a real leader, like, he actually said that shit, I'm not making, like, I'm not making any of that up, like, he said those specific words about a guy whose ex-girlfriend's, like, police photos of her bruises and marks were being circulated on the internet. The narrative around Adrian Peterson now is that he's on the comeback trail. He's on a redemption trail, actually. Even though he recently just copped to still beating his son still in the doing same it. way. He basically just said, oh yeah, I still do it. And it's like, what? Words? No, Words? <laughs> his whole thing is like he's continued to beat the hell out of his children. How you forgive somebody for something. Like, he... Adrian Peterson literally, like, whipped his kids, like, mm-hmm. privates with a... Uh, switch. With a switch. And now he's out here being like, yeah, I still do that. I still yeah. do exactly the things that I... He literally got suspended for that yeah. shit for a full year. And now he's back and everyone's like, oh, what a great recovery. Yeah. He's like, on the, he's it's so <laughs> good that you're back yeah. on the comeback trail. It's fucking wild, dude. That well, that's that's the, the the NFL is built on these like dumb narratives, and they don't want anything to get in the way. No, especially re- the rea- the hard realities of their sport. No, it's all about the story they can tell about a given player and a mm-hmm. given individual. And I'm 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 sick of hearing these stories, and I'm sick of like actually, you know what? I'm not sick of these stories. What I'm sick of is hearing them being told so dishonestly. Yeah, like you know, you know, so. You know, the guy... I, I don't like talking about this incident because I think it's horribly disturbing. But I think it's important to think about um, in context of violence by NFL players. And Jovan Belcher uh, was a uh, linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs. And in 2012, um, he murdered his girlfriend and himself. And killed himself. Um, he uh, had, at the time, a child with this woman who was less than a year old. Um, he shot his girlfriend nine times in front of his own mother, then drove to the Kansas Chiefs practice facility and killed himself in front of multiple staff members. Um, it is an incredibly dark, yeah, really, really sad, upsetting thing. But it's also just, it's the distillation of all of this into its most extreme example and the fact that the NFL's constantly trying to move away from it just at, 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 I, I'm I'm upset. Like I'm yeah. Well, instead of addressing the culture within that they've created, that the organizations have created, that the NFL as a whole has created, instead of addressing their methods, uh, the way the sport is played, um, the way players are encouraged, and the way they're coached, mm-hmm. just that whole the that whole structure, they would rather not address that and just kind of sweep things under the rug. They would. They absolutely would. Compared um, with the fact that they don't let their players speak out when they need to speak out also, so they have to be silent. They have yeah. to do what they're told, and they're told to be violent. And it's, it's fucking crazy. It's yeah. such a weird organization to look at. When I haven't been watching football this season, um, just because it's 
it's weird and racist and shitty for all these reasons that we're talking about right now. <laughs> but the more I look at the NFL from an outsider's perspective, I watched I watched the NFL from when I was four until when I was thirty three. That's a long time of like being just like normalizing this behavior. Like I used to say shit like, "Oh yeah, I hit that quarterback. Oh yeah, you got to go for the knees, man. That's how you're gonna get them down." <laughs> shit like that. Like when you're a kid, and you just don't know. You just yeah. don't see the world, and then you're just like, you you begin to realize like, wow, I normalized this culture for so long. Like I just, uh, I thought it was just normal. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, they're really mad and they want to kill each other. (laughs) And it's like, oh, this guy got a concussion. That's, that sucks. Oh, well. Take a salt tablet. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the, the further I get away from it, the less I want to go back. Because it just seems like such a weird sport and such a weird league to support. Yeah. For, and for so anyone out there who wants awful. to fucking yell about, like, how dare these hippies say bad things about football, I don't have a problem with football. I have a problem with the culture that we've allowed to develop around it. Yeah. I have a problem with the way we've allowed it to exist for so long. Like, it's a modern invention by, like, it's a, it's, it is the product of 20th century America, is yeah. what it is. And what we've allowed it to be is essentially... Every time someone like remember the good old days, what they mean is mm-hmm. like remember when football players hit each other really hard in the brain and you could punch your wife yeah. in the nose, like that's what they're talking about. And like the NFL is like one of the centerpieces for this cultural identity, and it's fucking disgusting. The sport itself is fascinating. Like it has a yeah. million permutations. It has a mi- there's a million ways it can be played. There's so many interesting things about it. It's that we've allowed it to be overtaken by this idea that it's essentially the military but in sport form yeah and instead of being interested in the actual tactics and effects it has on human life and culture and like i don't know you were saying earlier too that um like the way they've dealt with all of these problems as they come up and they start to become real issues is um they want to push them away they want to keep them from being in the news like the nfl's ideal situation is that kareem hunt is not in the news yeah. Which is the subject of a Mike Florio article on Pro Football Talk, where he essentially says that the commissioner's exempt list, which I was just talking about, is bad because it puts them back in the news cycle, and they should come up with a system that doesn't have us continue to talk about this horrible shit that a player just did. Mike Florio is a fucking scumbag. Mike, he's, dude. What, he's like. <laughs> Mike, like, the fucking NFL is, is over here like, who wants to carry our dirty-ass water? And Mike Fleur is like, ooh, me, 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 me. I want to. I want to do that. Yeah, he'll protect the shield. Yeah. It's fucking gross, yeah. that concept. Fucking Mike Florio is the worst goddamn person on the planet. Mike Florio looks like his face is tattooed onto his face. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Florio is basically, you know what? I'm going to skip this one. Mike Florio is John Travolta. IRL face off. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same joke. Mike uh, Florio is the maitre d at a restaurant where none of his coworkers share their tips with him. Mike Florio got fired from pushing the buttons on an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> this guy fucking sucks. Google his face, man. He's ridiculous looking. He looks like the Keebler elves if they, like, were pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, pull up his images and tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah. I guess that's what a pedophile Keebler elf would look like. <laughs> <I don't, what? laughs> 
Mike Florio fucking sucks, yeah. is the point. The guy's a piece of shit. And people yeah. who... We're dragging this dude because he protects the shield. It's this concept yeah. that the NFL has where, where um, talking heads essentially work as like lobbyists like for NFL on NFL network or anywhere else uh, on all these like platforms they they their jobs are solely to first of all pretend to analyze football and then <laughs> pretend to be a journalist and second of all protect the shield they're make PR sure that the hacks. NFL yeah they they like, are they're PR hacks yeah. who un- operate under the guise of being journalists because they work for like a st- what are ostensibly yeah. news networks um but that's not really what they are. They're here yeah. to defend everybody. Um, Merrill Hodge is actually a good example. Um, he, do, he doesn't believe C, CTE is a thing. He does not. No, he actually published a whole book about it. Um, yeah, he and Mark Schlereth are the same. Yeah, like, Mark Schlereth, whatever. Mark Schlereth is on record saying, like, yeah, I peed my pants during games. So like, Mark Schlereth can, like, fuck <laughs> off. Like, no, seriously. Like, I'm serious. He said that shit to a reporter on the record. He's like, yep, did that. <laughs> I've actually met Mark Schlereth, and Mark Schlereth can fuck off. Um, <laughs> also, on a very, very brief aside, I want to um, congratulate the first ever um, member of All Sports Are Bad's list of dudes who are good, actually. Um, because oh, I had you? yeah, I had a chance to interact with um, a something of a local celebrity uh, okay. recently, just in passing. And uh, congratulations, Miles Gaskin. You are good, actually. Oh. Yeah. Miles super. Gaskin is good. Yeah, Miles Gaskin is a super nice kid, and I wish him all the best. Um, nice. Yeah. Like him a lot. Anyhow. Um, no, but so CTE deniers are a very real thing in football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So He's big, of, big change of subject. Miles just... Gaskin is good. CTE deniers are a problem. <laughs> Miles Gaskin. <laughs> Not a CTE denier. <laughs> CTE denier. Good, good for him. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, uh, uh, many fans are CTE deniers because of this. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look at any, if you look at any NFL journalists' um, mentions in Twitter, anytime they talk about CTE or even like consider talking about CTE, it's just a bunch of Twitter eggs and like just weird looking fucking Twitter avatars. <laughs> Just telling that person that CTE isn't real. Yeah. Look at Tim Kawakami's mentions every fucking day. That's essentially like NFL fans are weird as shit. They are drinking. They're they're drinking the punch, dude. They're real into the Kool Aid, man. Um. Yeah. So if you're not if you don't know fully about what creates this discussion, essentially a study uh, out of Boston University. Um, involving uh, former NFL players who donated their brains to science um, found CTE uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy chronic traumatic encephalopathy in the brains of 110 out of 111 former NFL players that were donated to them Um, you should note and I think that this gets missed a lot by people who are I mean I'm very much on the side of like we need to help figure out how to deal with this repetitive head trauma and I think that they're very clearly connected but um, this is a self-selected sample all of these players chose to donate their brains to this study and all of the players exhibited the signs and symptoms of uh, brain injury during their lives Um, that said I can't imagine you can smash your head into another guy's head every day for fucking 
let's, let's, let's just say you started playing in high school. Um, from you were 14 until, say, 30, and not expect to see yeah. some sort of result. There's no fucking way. There's none. Like, there's none. Like, scientifically, yeah, like, the appropriate controls that would be considered, like, impeccable. No, they're, yeah. not, they're not in this study, but that, like, come on. Like, seriously? Like... I don't know. Wake up every day and hit yourself in the head with a two by four like forty times, and then let me know how you feel. You know. Um, here's the thing: is like I don't think any anyone, including the people who play football, are under any fucking illusions about um, the risk that is involved in football. Yeah. And this goes this goes way beyond just brain injury. Like I think that we all get that football is fucking dangerous, except for people. Generally speaking, I think the players in, of football in the modern era get that what they are doing is in violent, dangerous, and that they are doing it for glory and hopefully wealth, although that's something I've yeah. talked about before. I'll talk about it again. We'll get into it another time, but yeah, it's just the fucking issue to me, too, in so many ways is that like when you get these guys who are like, this is not a problem, this is not a problem, this is not a problem, is it's the same as like... When you have someone who's like, hey, you're doing racist shit, and like, I'm not racist, you're racist. Yeah. Like, there's, like, they just, people want to establish who are against, like, there are actual CTE deniers. Uh, mm -hmm. Merrill Hodge is one of them, in fact. Um, and uh, they say that it's not a product of football, it's a product of something else entirely, and they'll willing to shift blame to any one of a number of factors, lifestyle, drug abuse, yeah. alcoholism, whatever. They're, like, they'll find anything they want. Um, and but what their goal is not their goal is not actually to protect anybody. Their goal is to say that football is safe. Yeah. They want to they want to establish to you that football is safe, not that they're doing something to help people who might be being hurt by it. Um, which is there's a huge difference in goals there. Like if you if what you have is a study that says actually football doesn't cause CTE. That's actually based around trying to protect someone. That's one thing. But these, like, th what they're doing is not based around protecting anybody. Yeah. What they're doing is based around saying football's cool. Yeah. We like football. They want to protect the shield. They want to mm -hmm. make sure that they're still making all that money and getting all those ratings and not, and not getting any bad press when yeah. they should be. <laughs> they should be getting way more bad press. Yeah. So what's, and what's fucking bonkers, so, like, so I said earlier, like, I think that Collegiate and professional players, I think they understand that they're doing something that is dangerous. Like, you might you might get a brain injury. You might tear your ACL. You might break your leg horribly um, on national television. Um, any one of a number of things mm -hmm. can happen to you playing this game, right? Um, so, where, like, the real battleground, I think, happens to be is actually youth football. Um, because, generally speaking, people who accept that this is a real issue, that repetitive head, head trauma will result in uh, brain issues down the line, want to protect young kids, right? Yeah. Like, that's what I would want. I want to protect developing brains. Um, and um, that's, I think, football culture requires that we see kids, like, learning to play football at this young age. Like, yeah. peewee football. Um, like, getting them out there, like, sticking your fucking eight-year-old in pads and a helmet and watching him, like, toddle yeah. around on his toddler-ass legs while he, like, someone gives him a football, and then, like, the one freak kid from down the block who's already the size of a goddamn sofa <laughs> just lights his ass up. 5'11". <laughs> yeah. 5'11", like, 2'30". Yeah. yeah, right? Like, those kids are out there, man. Like, find some Pee Wee videos. Like, that shit happens. Um, 
it's like it's just important to football culture that we like allow children to continue to yeah. smack each other in the face. When um, they really shouldn't be out there trying to perform these tackles. Mm-hmm. You fuck up a tackle, you break your neck. Yeah, it's really, really... Like, it happens to... It literally happened to an NFL player we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Ryan Shazier fucked up a tackle and almost didn't walk again. Like, and you want to get a fucking nine-year-old to tackle with proper form? Like, you can't get a nine-year-old to spell the word spell right. Yeah. At the time. So one thing, too, that has come up in um, actually looking into what you can do about brain injuries in football is that uh, cannabinoids, um, specifically uh, CBD, cannabinoids have been, like, specifically noted by a number of people to help repair connections in your brain that are damaged by repetitive head injury. The NFL is very anti-marijuana in all yeah. its forms. And they also don't want to acknowledge that brain injury is even a thing. Like, yeah. that's why we have this, the fucking tent on the sideline where they put somebody so that they can be like, you have to wait for ten minutes before you come out of this tent and we put you back in this game. Like, who the fuck knows what goes on in there? Yeah. Like, is the thi- like we don't know what they're doing, if anything, about head injuries at all. So, in order for them to actually pursue any meaningful research on how to protect their players, they'd have to acknowledge both, one, CTE is a problem, and two, cannabinoids might be an effective way to treat them. And they don't want to do either of those things. Yeah. There, there's a lot of research that says it is. Yeah. That's a, that says there's this, a shitload of it. C, that CBD will help you. Yeah. That's actually uh, there, very good for There you. are former NFL players that have gone on record as having said that CBD has helped them in their, in their recovery. Well, I guess recovery process yeah. isn't really like the word at like post NFL, but just like the maintenance of their <laughs> everyday yeah. life and not, not having to deal with these problems that CTE brings them. Um, yeah. But then the NFL would have to um, uh, basically go back and say, oh, actually, weed is good. When the only reason why they're saying it's not good is to appeal to these fans that believe that, like, we that associate marijuana with, 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 like, you know, drug cartels and shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like, 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 the same, <laughs> like pe- the same people who are scared of the, uh, migrant caravan yeah. basically because they assume that they're coming here to somehow ruin america yeah they're pandering to the dumbest fucking americans yeah. <laughs> like if you if you have if you there's a venn diagram for cte deniers and people who don't think climate change is real it's one fucking circle <laughs> the nfl doesn't exactly do nothing for former players although up until very recently they actually did in fact literally nothing yeah um, there is a benefits program um you have to vest into it via the union, which that means you need, to, and in order to vest into the benefits program, you need three years of service time. I want you to remember that the average NFL career lasts 3.3 years. Mm-hmm. So, probably realistically, less than half, probably about half of the people who are um, in the NFL ever actually qualify for vested yeah. benefits. Um, and, uh, if you don't vest, you actually have no post-career coverage, which is what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Like that's, which is significant, and I'll get to why in a second. So, after you vest into the NFL uh, benefits program, after you retire, you get five years of medical coverage. Okay. Um, 
Nate Jackson um, is actually the is the uh, f- one well former NFL player and writer who initially turned me on to how this works, um, and he was very specific in the articles that I've read that he was really not capable of utilizing his medical coverage for some time after he retired. Um, wow. And I don't, I won't I won't pretend to explain why because one I don't remember the specifics of what he said but the mm. short version is that he was he was used to a certain kind of structure when he retired it went away and um, now now that he's back you know and being conscious he's better about it but he also no longer has this cover he's been retired for more than five years yeah um, non vested players do not get any of these things mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them end up retiring early or leaving the league because of injuries exactly yeah they are actually they are hurt they have um whatever else is going i don't know whatever else is going on with them regardless they're not healthy like and that re- leads them to leave the league prior to getting into the benefits program so what's most important to me about this actually has nothing to do i, I, I could find a way to get really upset about feeling that that sort of healthcare is limited and there's not mm-hmm. enough being done to help protect these guys, blah, 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 blah. But that's not actually what I want to get mad about. What I want to, like, what's upsetting to me is that it goes to what Nate Jackson said about not feeling, like, not being able to utilize his healthcare benefits, which players who make it to the level of being an NFL NFL caliber football player have probably never actually been responsible for their own healthcare ever. Mm-hmm. Like literally ever, um, yeah. they might they probably went to get a physical every year before school, mm-hmm. um, and then, but that's you know that's your parents taking care of yeah. you or like in some cases maybe even a coach being yeah. like you have to get this physical like someone's going to come in and do it for you, um, and then at a college level there's a, there's a I was on one of these staffs a literal staff of people who are responsible for coordinating your medical care. Um, and then in, at the, do you think that gets any less intense at the professional level when somebody's actually trying to make real money off of you? Like, no. These guys have never been in charge of taking care of themselves. Someone has yeah. always taken that, like, they've never had this responsibility before. Why would we expect them to understand what to do? Yeah. Um, and as and far as we know, there's do. no, like, yeah. there's no system, like, oh, here's what, there's no, there's no, like, person in charge of, like, making that transition, uh, effective at all as far as i understand it the only thing that anyone's ever done for players is like they have one class for rookies like don't forget to like think about your money a little bit going forward and that's pretty much it then like then it's like enjoy yourselves i guess wow yeah no like there's like they have actual in-house medical professionals whose only job is to make sure that their health is taken care of then they retire all that shit is gone and they're like here's your health insurance card good luck fuck yeah, I can't see that possibly working out. And this is all like I don't know. This is all fucking a product, of course, of negotiations between ownership and unions. Mm-hmm. And ownership doesn't want to pay for this fucking stuff, and unions want it. But the unions, yeah. generally speaking, are not strong enough or not led strongly enough in order to get them. And let's be clear for one second, in case you're one of those people who are like. Maybe the owners can't afford it. They can afford it. They can all afford They're it. They're all billionaires. <laughs> They're they can billionaires. All they die. can afford Man. all this shit. They can absolutely pay for it. Yeah, they could they totally do it if they wanted to. They fucking not to. Yeah, they're just actively being terrible people. Yeah. Never be on the side of an owner. <laughs> just never do that. In that general. Said, 
and we're gonna like we're gonna get off this before like both of us have a fucking stroke. But um, let's give ownership. Let's give a ownership group credit for one thing they did that doesn't suck. And all I will say about it is that it doesn't suck. The Oakland A's ownership group, who we have repeatedly dragged. I'll drag them all day. Yeah, um, we over and over again. And <laughs> I will we will drag do it John again. J. Fisher all day. We will do it again. They have said they are going to pay for their own stadium in Oakland. To yep. s- they're going to stay in Oakland. They're going to pay for their own stadium. I'm sure they'll get like breaks on buying land around it to help you know redevelop the area or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But they're doing it themselves. This shit doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. And they're actually doing it. Yeah. I think that's fucking awesome. It's pretty crazy yeah. that this is that this is happening. I mean, the Oakland A's were the last sports team in the world that I would have expected to get in a, right? to get a new stadium. They won't even they won't even pay for the product. Like why yeah. would they pay for the thing they put it in? The Coliseum was shit filled. It's still yeah. like remember when the sept or what, like a septic tank blew or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, the whole thing and was like, actually full of yeah. poop, like literally full <laughs> of poop. The, the entire the like locker rooms and 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 A's clubhouse was full of shit, literally, and that still was like was not enough for John J. Fisher to be like, maybe I should pay for a stadium. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Of course you should pay for a stadium, stupid. <laughs> like just do it just fucking just do res- it Whatever. show some respect for your fans yeah. who go out there to the coliseum all the fucking time A's fans will go yeah. sure there's not that many of them because who wants to go to the fucking coliseum no one yeah no none nobody <laughs> nobody wants that so we talk about o- the Oakland A's the Raiders are currently moving to Las Vegas into a mm-hmm. stadium that's going to cost 2 billion dollars holy shit to host 10 games a year yep at a maximum frankly how shit with how shitty the Raiders yep. look right now it's going to host 8 and no one's going to want to go to those <laughs> it's going to host 8 for sure <laughs> yeah. with the way John Gruden is running things <laughs> yeah so i don't know like fucking i don't know stadiums are a fucking grift um we here in Seattle just gave the fucking Mariners $135 million for their beer garden, yeah. as I understand it. The whole fucking stadium's a beer garden. That's what a baseball stadium is. You can actually stand anywhere you want in a baseball stadium and drink beer, except the family se- section, as I found out <laughs> a couple years ago. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But everywhere else, it's already a beer garden. Yeah. And Safeco Field already looks good. It's pretty nice. I quite enjoy it. I don't know why it needs $135 million. Because it doesn't appear to be about the mechanics of the dome. Like, it was, it, yeah. this does not seem to be an engineering issue. They want to build a beer garden, apparently. Okay. Well, uh, they can fuck. Like, it's already... Yeah, yeah. It's already a fucking... Ugh. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at this Oakland situation, which John J. Fisher, I guess, is doing a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, the taxpayer money is not going into this thing. Um, they're... A few stadiums recently that are that also have that same kind of model, uh, Orlando City Stadium. Yeah, this, uh, the MLS um, stadium that uh, the guy paid for by himself. Yeah. Uh, AT&T Park and um, T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, Golden which Knights. that one makes a ton of sense because if you're a fucking casino, like, one, yeah. you've already got all the money in the yeah, world. You know, so, like, and, like, an arena, like, you can use that for all kinds of shit. Yeah. yeah. We're hoping these, these situations set a precedent, though. Yeah. That taxpayers don't have to pay for this shit. No, like, uh, billionaires, really once again, billionaires have the fucking money to do it. Oh, and, they, and, yeah, and it'll oh, make them so much more money when they do do it. So, so here's a fun thing that I discovered earlier today. Like, I was doing some research about this. 
old school stadium deals, like basically prior to like 1985, 1980, usually included a revenue sharing arrangement with the municipality they were built in. Like that the money the stadium would make would also be shared with the people who were helping fund it. Those oh, sure. are non-existent anymore. And in fact, they come with tax breaks most of the time. Like yeah. in order to build a stadium, ownership groups demand tax breaks either on uh, sales within the stadium, ticket prices, land, um, property taxes, whatever. When did those end? With the old stadiums? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like in the 80s and 90s? Yeah, basically. Which is why there was that surge of new yeah, stadiums Basically the at the end of the 80s when everyone figured out yeah. they could hold a city hostage for like mm-hmm. the money to build their shit, they started doing it. Um, but uh, the uh, the old Metrodome in uh, uh, Minnesota was actually built entirely with That's taxpayer right. money, but also included a really generous... Um, uh, revenue sharing arrangement that actually made Minnesota money. Uh, their current stadium cost a billion dollars and they're never going to get any of it back ever. Also, yeah. it kills birds. Um, they're talking about the NFL stadium or the uh, Vikings? Or uh, not the, the Vikings, the uh, Twins. Uh, no, the brand new NFL stadium. We should look at other other teams and other, other cities looking for uh, looking for a stadium or a team of their own. Um, one of those being Portland, uh, the Portland Diamond Project. Um, it's recently announced. It's backed by Russell Wilson and Ciara. Um, they want to bring an MLB team to Portland, which that that's a pretty is, good fucking idea. Yeah, no, <laughs> that I, seems I like the right terrible. market for it. Uh, I also know that MLB has ac- actually discussed expanding beyond 32 teams. Yeah. Um, so this wouldn't necessarily have to be a team that moves. Mm-hmm. It would. It could be an expansion. It could be a on a uh, disgruntled yeah. fan base or a disgruntled um, team moving from a city. Um, yeah. Which, I don't know. Like, but, I feel bad at, like, a disgruntled team, like, I just feel like now I'm saying, like, this billionaire is mad about yeah. something. <laughs> I mean, these the team, the, the candidates for, for moving would probably be um, Tampa. Tam- well, Tampa nobody Bay. cares there uh, anyway. Like Yeah, they're, they're not really a thing where they are. Uh, Tampa and um, and Arizona, uh, Diamondbacks would be I've another I've heard that, candidate. yeah. It's, that's odd to me that the Diamondbacks want to move. Like, I don't know much about... Um, they don't really bring fan uh, base. They don't really bring fans. Uh, okay. The Diamondbacks are like so. Giants fans like to go to Diamondbacks games just because it's a or like Giants and Dodgers fans both do this, and they like to buy the expensive seats like right behind yeah. home plate. With the Diamondbacks, since this happens so often, what Diamondbacks, uh, what Chase Field staff does is they go to the people who the the away teams fans <laughs> who have purchased these expensive seats behind home plate. And say you have to wear Diamondbacks clothes. We cannot. Oh, no. You cannot wear this fucking Buster Posey jersey <laughs> oh. behind home plate on our stadium. But it's like <laughs> they fucking bought it, dude. dude. You, you just don't have fans. They just dude. don't give a shit about you in Arizona. They just you're just not a thing. Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. no, like I don't know. If, welcome back to capitalism, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now what's happening to you? Yeah. Your team is boring. You won that one World Series and no one really gives a shit. You're going back to being the desert Padres. Yeah, you can pretty much go to hell. That's yeah. how that's going to work. Um, and the Rays, everyone just knows about the Rays. Like, they just... That's just Nobody gives a out. shit about the Rays. But... Um, you mentioned uh, something to me in passing a while back, too, that, like, the Angels might move? Uh, maybe. Um, Artie Moreno is a shit show, so <laughs> who knows what the fuck he's gonna do. Well, I feel uh, like they don't pull, like, the, um... No, the they actual, don't. actual, like, local populace yeah. in any kind of way. Like, there's an afterthought no. in a lot of ways. I mean, 
everyone everyone in that area is a Dodger fan. Yeah. That's no one wants to be an Angels fan. Uh but yeah, um Portland wants a team. Um Portland has this Portland Diamond project that that has just been launched and they are actively seeking this possibility. Um Russell Wilson's here are our investors. Um we don't know officially if public money is going to be used for the stadium. But you'd have to imagine it is. I, I mean, would, I mean, that's the assumption in most instances. Like we just, I mean, obviously we just talked about Oakland where it's not happening, but that's an established ownership. Yeah, group they already and have fan fans and, and everything. City. Yeah. Like that's a different animal. Like as far mm-hmm. as like trying to attract a new thing, like no, I would assume that taxpayer money goes into yeah. it. I mean, yeah, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler he made a statement regarding this public regarding public funding, citing that it would be naive to believe the city won't take on any financial right. responsibility. So that's shitty in that regard, but we also still don't know. Um, the, the city still supports the project. We're going to see where this goes. I kind of hope that baseball comes to Portland and the Mariners can actually have a, have a I mean, true that's a rival. Yeah, like, that's a built-in <laughs> rival right yeah, there. That like, would be that's such that's a perfect. fucking hilarious yeah. rivalry between yeah. those two. <laughs> well, it's also, like, it's also, so, I mean... Since Seattle's getting an NHL, like, officially as of today, getting an NHL team, yeah. like, we actually come with a built-in rivalry with Vancouver. Yeah. Like, literally, like, just right up there. Like, it's, it's, it's perfect. Like, the market makes so much sense. And, like, the same thing is true of baseball and Seattle and Portland. Mm-hmm. Like, they're basically, like, they're basically equidistant from each other. Yeah. You know? I mean, it would essentially kind of be like the Blazers and... Sonics, like that rivalry. Uh, yeah, don't make me sad. <laughs> would, I wish so much the that baseball, we still had an NBA team here. Be, be the baseball version of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I hope it works out. Um, I hope that they don't have to pay for it. The city. Uh, I want I want whatever fucking investor group. I want them to pay for it. Yeah. they should flip the bill. Fuck that. Yeah. No, I mean I don't like uh, fucking these groups. Always like they get all these. They want taxpayer money, and then they try to like beg off tax breaks so that the money that their institution is supposed to be providing that creates a return on investment for their projects they don't actually pay into that pool like yeah. they're cutting down the share that they should be paying into that taxpayer money because they're taxpayers too like mm-hmm. don't like don't do not get it twisted like these guys should also be paying taxes on their property on their fucking yeah. sales i talked about this already but they just don't want to buy back in. Like they, mm-hmm. what they want is to get something out and then reduce the amount they have to give yeah. back to the pool that's actually paying for the shit that they're getting for their little pet yeah. project. They want they want free shit. Yeah, they want free shit. Uh, speaking of this Seattle NHL team, um, yeah. their their reno- the key arena renovations where where this team is going to play, it's paid for in mostly private funds. Yeah, yeah what is this? Three point five million. Three point five million out yeah. of seven hundred for the re- renovations. That's that's, awesome. that's decent. That's yeah, a gra- that's a great. Not deal. mad about that. Like, and we, we're going to have an NHL team, and we already have the uh, WNBA champion suit yep. Seattle Storm kicking around. I'm excited to go there. I'm mm-hmm. excited to go there and see the Storm. I'm excited to go there and see uh, the Seattle Hockey Padres. <laughs> the Seattle <laughs> Hockey Padres. We're already uh, dry. They don't even exist. And we're already dragging. Yeah, we're already, already going to be the Seattle and Hockey ex- Padres. And uh, hopefully in the future I'm excited to go there and see whatever this the next iteration of the Seattle Supersonics looks like. Yeah. Um, I do think that is a thing that will happen eventually. I just... Yeah, the question is pretty when. far away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the question is when. Yeah. Um, 
So we actually, so in the city, we actually have one of the most progressive stadium tax laws in the country. Um, which all it asks is that anytime public money goes to a uh, goes to a stadium project, mm-hmm. I believe it's specifically about renovations and new construction. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure that for whatever reason, the uh, money that's going to um, Safeco does not actually apply to this. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's because it's not actually for like construction or renovations. It's for yeah. like some build, other build weird fucking shit. Beer garden. Yeah, like the, for the for the beer garden. Yeah, um, is Lookout uh, Landing not a beer garden? <laughs> but basically, if Seattle's going to give you money for a stadium, the the you have to comply with the real simple rule that your that loan has to then return an investment back to the city that is better than would be if the, the city just bought U.S. Treasury bonds with that yeah. money. Which is not a necessarily a massive return, but, but it's something. It's something, and it's a it's essentially like it's this is city law. We've now we have a really good deal on a key arena renovation. Uh, Chris yeah. Hansen was going to build a new stadium because he was trying to get the Sonics back out of his own fucking pocket. Like yeah. there was never any question that this shit would be paid for by the billionaires who wanted to have a new toy. Yeah. And that got shut down over what a um, uh, the port union didn't want to give up like a specific block. Yeah, they, yeah, they didn't, didn't want to shut down, down a given street because of um, what they saw as traffic impediments or something. Yeah. I forget exactly how it worked, but yeah, the port basically shut that down by mm. yeah. Which you know whatever like that's another yeah. state. Once again, a, an instance it's, of a it's union very difficult to like, do. No, nah, fuck you <laughs> to a billionaire. Always for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me, man. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and the Mariners don't get told to fuck you enough. I feel like I feel <laughs> like the Mariners needs to tell them to fuck off, please, yeah. because they are doing the dumbest shit in it the is world. Wild! They're having the worst <laughs> rebuild ever. It's actually the strangest rebuild ever. It makes sense if you're gonna rebuild. I would just like for Jerry Depoto to just say like, "Hey, we're rebuilding. Don't call it a reimagining. Like that's you're just being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we're re. It's a new conception. Yeah." <laughs> Imagine your baseball team. Do you see them? Now imagine all of them are bad now. <laughs> imagine every one of these players is now a bad player. A we less all good know one. that the goal of a baseball team is to win a World Series. What this rostered redevelopment presupposes is... What if we don't? <laughs> Let's go ahead and win less games than we lose, actually. But yeah. but I mean the the rebuild the rebuild um, has has the, is it a rebuild I can't even fucking tell I think it like, is I think once you get rid of Diaz I thought yeah, like no, I the thought second they try, Diaz the out. second Diaz goes it's like there you have no there's no bounds as as to who you'll get rid of at this point because they've essentially used Diaz to to get rid of Cano's contract yeah no they and shipped so out their best could. young player in order to ship yeah. out their most expensive player right and they're still eating part of Kano's contract. It's unbelievable. So man. then that's that's that deal that brought back um that brought back Kellenic, who who I believe is a good prospect, who a lot of people believe it will be an impact player in the outfield in at the major league level, which is good. But I mean you're eating a lot of salary here. For a team that that's that it just it seems like it's a weird way of doing it. Um they're increasing their payroll um 
above or they're going to be about 140 million dollars they've they've had two deals so the kellenic deal mm-hmm. which also That's brings back mets, jay right? which also brings yeah with the mets with, which also brings back jay bruce so then um and swarzak so they're eating those. jay bruce sounds like the name of a porn star but <laughs> <laughs> instead it's just the name of a baseball player who was last good in like 2013 right, yeah. <laughs> maybe almost, 2014 that's, that's almost as good as a porn star yeah um, uh, they got Swarzak from that. Um, the 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 terrible trade that they made was with Philly, <laughs> God, which so which bad. is wild. Gene Segura, our beloved Gene Segura, the best, possibly the best player on the team. Yeah, yeah. No. Other than yeah, other than Hanger, he was the best player. He was one of two, be- one of the two best players on the team. They got rid of him, and he had a pretty team friendly contract too. Um, they got rid of him. For Carlos Santana, and the prospect is J.P. Crawford, who is pretty good. I don't know what he's going to turn into. No one, no one, no one, no one knows who the fuck J.P. Crawford is going to be. Yeah, he's like, he played like what sixty games uh, last yeah, season, and he was not good when he no. was in the majors. Like, yeah, he, there's still hope there, but it's yeah. like it's weird. And then they took on Carlos Santana, who was also last good in like 2015 <laughs> yeah no like carlos santana's been bad for a while so they're eating actually. they're eating the santana contract um just so they can buy this prospect and it's a bad trade like if there was another prospect involved we would we would be having a totally different discussion but this was this was an objectively bad situation yeah, they got a guy who's too expensive for what he can do and they got a prospect yeah. They traded a top-tier middle infielder. Yeah. Those, Those are, are fucking hard to find. Really <laughs> a shortstop that um, can hit. Like, basically, we, we traded a shortstop that who can hit for a shortstop that we hope can hit? Yeah. A, short, <laughs> yeah. a shortstop that we're hoping, like, kind of maybe hits? Yeah. Like, that's, like, that's, yeah. that's literally what happened, yeah. is the thing. is like, they took they took on a middle infielder prospect for an established all-star middle infielder. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't understand yeah. it, like, even remotely. Yeah, they're buying prospects. Yeah. Uh, they're, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> They've increased their payroll. They're buying prospects. <laughs> uh, this is a lot. This is a lot to pay for just to get a replacement for Ryan Healy. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ryan. My large adult son. Hey, we still have Ryan Healy. In a negative war. Uh, you have, you just, you don't have a starting job anymore. You won't get those 500 plate appearances that you're used to. I don't for know. No, for you, no reason. You hope. You wish. I bet, <laughs> dude, I, I, I believe. You believe Ryan Healy's just going to find a way back yeah, to the Ryan Healy's going to be on that field. <laughs> Ryan Healy's going to be a converted left fielder. <laughs> Ryan Healy's never leaving. Okay. He will be, by the end of, he, Ryan Healy will still be a Mariner when I am 70. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not still a, repla- a replacement level player. <laughs> so yeah, Mariners, we have no fucking clue. What we're they doing. suck. Yeah, they, they know nothing. Don't don't do not give the Mariners money this year. They don't deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> they we we say that we say that. I'm going knowing going full and well that we will be at these games. I still own my fucking Kyle Seeger jersey. <laughs> That I bought well drunk on the 4th of July. Well, Kyle Seeger is the, uh, people have been talking about maybe he's one of the next people to go out. Uh, Hanniger has also been, been If they his, trade Hanniger, then, like, obviously it's a full rebuild. But I, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm still with you that, like, DeBoto's not gonna trade Hanniger. He loves Hanniger. It makes Hanager's, him look like a genius. Yeah, like, Hanniger's his, like, prize fucking win. Yeah. Like, he, that's, that's what makes it see, like, he actually knows what's going on. Yeah. 
It's his. It's his. It's his treasure. It's his one. It's his one good thing in life <laughs> that he did is, as a as a baseball executive. Yeah. yeah. Was, what, was the note I sent you? The Mariners traded everybody for Carlos Santana, a pizza, and part of a hammer. <laughs> but not the part that does the hammering. <laughs> <laughs> the shitty part. Yeah. The useless part of the hammer. But Kyle Seeger also uh, has been talked about, but I don't know if he has any value. So if they get like, because I don't, he had I, a I don't very bad year offensively. He had a like, very bad year. Yeah. He hit a bunch of home runs, but he had like he hit, what he, he didn't. He, I don't. Did he even hit thirty? Uh, well, maybe he had like twenty-two. I think if yeah. I'm guessing, I think he hit twenty-two, but he still had like a weighted runs created plus of like below league average. He was yeah. bad. Well, he was his, not. His good. OBP was shit. His batting average was shit. Um, he was swinging at pitches out of the zone, and like he basically got exposed as a pure pole hitter because mm-hmm. everyone, every time he came up with nobody on base, the entire field was over in right field, and he like was Kyle always yeah. like that? Apparently so, because everyone was like, he always just a, like a dead pole power hitter. Like I know his brother is. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, gen- <laughs> like, I, I genuinely don't know the answer. To I kind of like was just yeah. like Kyle Seager two years ago had like an MVP caliber season then all of a sudden he just two years after that he's he's awful <laughs> I mean he still has power but he's awful he still can play the field but he, it's just it's wild it's wild how how I mean, far he's fallen he's uh, he's a still he's a really good defensive third baseman like no one like you no one disputes this yeah but um he's I don't know his at the at the plate he's turned into a yoke it or go home dude mm-hmm. like which is a bummer. Like I, I wanted him to be really good. Yeah. Like I really liked him when he came up, and I've enjoyed watching him play. And he also looks like know. if a glass of milk came to life. <laughs> <laughs> He's just the most boring-looking person on that yeah. team. There's a yeah. lot of boring things on that team. Would you say and he, somehow he's the most boring? Would you thing say on he's one percent or skim? He's almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> he is almond milk delicious but uh, jesus is boring it's God, not good. good it's definitely not good we've had quite a show yeah oh man we have fuck you nfl fuck the nfl, the NFL jesus eat shit i can't wait for next year when the xfl becomes a thing and i can jesus. be even madder at that oh my god i don't have anything to do with the vince mcmahon product if I ever have a chance to meet Vince McMahon, I swear to Christ, I'm going to punch him directly in the face. I'm not going to say hi. I'm not going to say you deserve it. I'm just going to fucking hit him. Yeah. Good job giving Donald Trump a platform, idiot. You fucking asshole. Well, God. That whole family can go to hell. But with that, I'm Patrick on the internet. I'm Jake Whipple. You can catch us on Twitter at at sports are bad, at wildly pointless, and at Patrick JCS. Yeah. At all sports are bad. Oh, all sports are bad. Yeah, that's the name of the podcast. At all, oh yeah, great. Hey, I I'm totally a part of this. Uh, I show up every week. Patrick does the rest of everything. We also have we also are on the web. Allsportsarebad.com. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. Are we on Pandora? No. Eh, well, fuck Pandora. Google Play. Anyway. Google Play? All right, we're on that. Um, hey, Miles Gaskin, you're all right by us. Yeah, Miles Gaskin is cool. Um, sorry, Kyle Seeger. <laughs> Bye, Internet. <laughs> See ya.